0: Hello, this is Salil from Newslaundry.com, bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Tuesday, the 22nd of February. India recorded 13,405 new COVID-19 cases and 235 linked deaths in the past 24 hours. The total COVID tally stands at over 4,28,000 while the death toll has crossed 5,12,000. Currently, there are over 181,000 active coronavirus cases in the country and the number of active infections has dropped by 21,056 cases in the last 24 hours. So far, India has administered over 175 crore COVID-19 vaccinations, of which over 35 lakh doses were given yesterday. The Drugs Controller General of India granted an emergency use authorization to the COVID nineteen vaccine, COBIVAX, which is a recombinant subunit protein vaccine developed from a component of spike protein found on the coronavirus surface for children aged between twelve and eighteen. Globally, the coronavirus has infected over four hundred and twenty six million people, claiming the lives of over five point eight million. The Supreme Court today ordered the Maharashtra Police to not take any action against the former Commissioner of Police, Parambir Singh, as it stated that the decision on the CBI probe into all the cases against him, which also involve former State Minister Anil Deshmukh, will soon be taken, the NDTV reported. Parambir Singh was replaced as the Mumbai Police Commissioner after a bomb scare took place outside industrialist Mukesh Ambani's residence. He was then later suspended amid allegations of corruption. Singh, in turn, accused former Home Minister of Maharashtra and the NCP leader Anil Deshmukh of allegedly ordering the officers under him to collect money from restaurants and bars, thereby indulging in corruption marked by an interference in police work. He even said that Deshmukh would set up a target of Rs 100 crore every month to be collected by the police officers. Although Deshmukh denied the allegations, he resigned as the State Home Minister the Justice Sanjay Kishan call, while hearing the case in the Supreme Court today, described it as a messy state of affairs. He said, and I quote, We wish to say it again, it's a messy state of affairs. Nobody comes out washed with milk in this. It has the propensity to shake the confidence of the people in the state administration and the police system, the most unfortunate system. But the process of law must go on." The CBI, represented by Solicitor General Tushar Mehta, asked for the Central Agency to probe in all the cases against him. The Supreme Court had earlier allowed the Mumbai Police to proceed with its investigation against Singh but had restrained them from filing charge sheets or FIRs issued against him over allegations of misconduct and corruption. The court had ordered against Singh's arrest on grounds that he must be getting hounded for filing cases against police officers and extortionists. However, seeking dismissal of Singh's plea for a CBI probe and the restriction imposed on the state's coercive action against him, the Maharashtra government has filed an affidavit for non-interference in the ongoing probe in criminal cases against the former commissioner of police. As per reports in the Indian Express, the Dravida Munnetra Kazagam party is presently leading in the Tamil Nadu urban local body polls as they are ahead in 21 municipal corporations and 98 municipalities. The counting of votes began today at 268 centres in the state. On the other hand, the All-India Draveda Munitra Kazagam is leading in three municipalities and 41 town panchayats and the Congress is ahead in three municipalities and 15 town panchayats. According to India Today, the DMK has won five wards in the Greater Chennai Municipal Corporation and is further leading in three wards each in both Coimbatore and Salem. As per the Tamil Nadu State Election Commission, a total of 61 corporation ward members, 245 municipality ward members and 1,204 town panchayat ward members are leading from the DMK. Meanwhile, from the AIDMK, 8 corporation ward members, 79 municipality ward members and 349 town panchayat ward members are currently leading in the elections. These elections to the urban local bodies were held in Tamil Nadu on Saturday, followed by a re-polling at seven voting booths yesterday on account of booth-capturing allegations. In Besant Nagar in Chennai, a DMK member had allegedly damaged the voting machine while threatening the election officials. The election on Saturday saw a turnout of 60.7% in the state with Chennai registering the lowest figure of 43.59%. These civic elections in 138 municipalities and 490 town panchayats were held in the state after a gap of over 10 years. They were last held in 2011. Speaking of elections, our team of reporters and producers are on the ground in the poll-bound states, catching the pulse of the voters to bring you a comprehensive account of issues that truly matter. You can check out their reportage under the Assembly Elections 2022 tab on our website www.newslaundry.com You can also check out our new show titled Another Election Show on our website or head over to our YouTube channel. To continue bringing you stories that matter, we cannot do without your support. We are not funded by the government or private corporations. What we do is only possible because our precious subscribers pay to keep our independent news platform running. Help keep the spirit of independent news alive. Go to newslaundry.com and hit that red subscribe button on the top right corner today. The lowest subscriptions start at only Rs. 300 a month. The Ministry of Information and Broadcasting today banned the social media profiles of Punjab Politics TV under the powers of the new information technology rules issued last year. In a statement released today, the ministry said that they had intelligence that the digital media resources of the channel were linked to the illegal political outfit Six for Justice and that their content was being used to cause disorder during the ongoing assembly elections this year. The ministry said that they had ordered blocking of apps, website and social media accounts of Punjab Politics TV because they believed that the channel had close links with Six for Justice, an organization that had been declared unlawful under the Unlawful Activities Prevention Act of 1967. The ministry further said, and I quote, The contents of the blocked apps, website and social media accounts had the potential to incite communal disharmony and separatism and were found to be detrimental to the sovereignty and integrity of India, security of the state and public order. It was also observed that the launch of new apps and social media accounts was timed to gain traction during the ongoing elections." The release also said that the government was vigilant and committed to secure the overall information environment in India and thwart any actions having the potential to undermine India's sovereignty and integrity. In Uttarakhand's Champawat district, 14 people were reported dead today morning after their vehicle fell into a gorge, near the Sukhidan Rita Sahib road. The State Disaster Response Force rushed to the site for rescue and relief operations. Two people were injured in the incident and have been taken to a nearby hospital. According to the Kamau Deputy Inspector of Police, Nilesh Anand Bharni, the group was returning after attending a wedding in the Champawa district. Prime Minister Narendra Modi offered his condolences on Twitter while stating that the local administration is engaged in relief and rescue works. He wrote, and I quote, The accident in Champawa Uttarakhand, is heart-wrenching. I express my condolences to the families of those who have died in this accident. Local administration is engaged in relief and rescue work. Similar accidents occurred in October last year when five tourists died in Uttarakhand's Bageshwar district after their vehicle overturned near B-top drain of Farsali and subsequently fell into a gorge after a collision with another car. In another accident, 13 people lost their lives while several others were injured after a utility bus fell into a gorge in Chakrata, Uttarakhand. Today at the United Nations Security Council, India stated that escalation of tensions between Russia and Ukraine is a matter of deep concern. The United Nations had held the Emergency Security Council meeting to discuss the deepening crisis in Ukraine after Russia recognized the independence of the Donetsk and Luhansk region in Ukraine which is controlled by the Moscow-backed separatists. The official leaders in Ukraine fear that this recognition could allow separatist leaders to seek military assistance from Russia, thereby paving the way for an invasion. India's permanent representative to the United Nations, T.S. Trimurthy, called for restraint on all sides and thereby stressed on the immediate need for de-escalation. He said, and I quote, These developments have the potential to undermine peace and security of the region. We are convinced that this issue can only be resolved through diplomatic dialogue. Further on, he also called for the implementation of the Minsk Agreement under which the separatist territories would rejoin Ukraine, though only in a federal way. This could give the territories a veto over Kyiv's foreign policy. Stating concerns for Indian civilians in Ukraine, Trimurti said that the world cannot afford to have a military escalation between Russia and Ukraine. After Russia President Vladimir Putin signed the agreement to recognise the true breakaway regions in eastern Ukraine, he ordered the deployment of troops in the region. Meanwhile, on the global front, the United States is coordinating with its allies and will announce new sanctions over and above the ones already in place against Russia today.